on the stream. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Messi. There they are. Here we What's are, here? everyone. Hopefully you can't hear all the craziness going on in the background, <laughs> jackhammers and, and what have you. But we're live. Welcome, everyone. How you all doing? Feels great. Yeah. You all dry? Yeah, thank God. Yeah. 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 Today was beautiful night, after was yesterday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely crazy. You know, we watched it. My parents, we, we got all the phone calls and texts. You guys are okay. You know, meanwhile, I had to drive like a good 15 minutes before I could even find any water. So, uh, mm. yeah. So, yeah. what what was it around like you? Really you? rough. I live pretty close to the highway, and uh, there was just water coming over and down the berm. Uh, you could see cars just abandoned yeah. on the highway. Uh, you know, police picking people up and just rescuing them. I, I don't know what happened to the cars. I guess they just towed them when it, when it kind of dried out. It was very rough all the way around. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything from my, I mean, just rain. It wasn't that windy by May, but I yeah. would just hear and then uh, check the news and see all the chaos out there. But, you know, for the most part, I think I was, we were fine. Yeah, good. What about you, Alima? I woke up to go to the gym at 5 o'clock this morning, and I had a mm -hmm. cutoff at Valley Road. I couldn't get down near the golf course. <laughs> had to take a little detour, but uh, other than that, it was, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, good, good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, overall, I think we were all pretty lucky. I had to, I got a fascination lately with watching, like, flooding videos. So I, <laughs> I, but, like, I think I've said before, I, at least I have a boat in, in the garage, so yeah. I can uh, jump in that if all gets... Uh, if it all gets a bit crazy. I'm super paranoid this week about the uh, show. So all the technical aspects and peep, what happens is during this weekly, before the weekly show, I have other people come out that I interview with, you'll hear about in a moment. And uh, what happens is I move everything around. And when I do that, uh, I'm still a bit of a noob with uh, some of this, uh, the software that I'm, that I'm using. So uh, forgive me. Um, please. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's a, it's it's a, a little bit crazy. I think what I'm going to do in a minute is I realize Dave's camera is a little bit hot. I'm trying to adjust things, but it's just it's going to be what it's going to be. We just want to put out an audio clear uh, stream for everyone's podcast this week, and we'll get all that sorted. I don't but, mind being hot either. Yeah, it's not the first time he's been called that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stay hot the whole time. That's fine. <laughs> so um, this week we thought what we'd do is introduce a little bit about what the uh, what all of this is about and how it all got started. So um, I'm going to look at the camera right now instead of my uh, prestigious uh, colleagues. Um, about seven years ago, uh, I was training to become a teacher on the alternate route uh, program, and I had to teach the other teachers in the uh, in the program. And I decided to do my little lesson. It was going to be like 10, 20 minutes long, not very long, uh, about teachable moments. Uh, just those things that happen during class, obviously, that we can all interject on and just say, oh, you know what, that would be a really great point to bring up this teachable moment, uh, be it about talking about pride or how to handle uh, someone else's objections or uh, upsetting someone and whatever it might be, uh, disagreements in class. So I kind of created that and then... At the time, 
I asked the lady that taught me because she was like, you know what, I see the future in this and what you've just done. Would you like to do something, turn it into something like PD for schools? And that's what happened way back then. But I still, I had a lot of training and a lot of learning that I needed to go through. I had to mature as well uh, in order to kind of put all the pieces together. So fast forward about a year or two, uh, actually a year, and my students in class, they were getting ready to, to leave high school. They were seniors and they were talking and you can tell there were, was concern. And my thing was, hey guys, what are you talking about? What's going on? And they had all these big life questions, heavy stuff. And I said, huh, I said, I'll tell you what, write down two or three questions and tomorrow we'll do a little moment on it. We'll just, I'll go through as much as I can. I probably won't be able to answer everything. But I was thinking, you know, what job should I train for? What uh, profession would be good to move forward on in life? And 90% of the questions had nothing at all to do with what I thought they were going to ask. The following day, I asked my sophomores because the seniors had really piqued my interest. And I got to be honest, I mean, I, I was moved to tears during my lunch break thinking I, I never had to deal with this stuff that the questions and the depth of the questions that these guys were asking uh all the students um just in a million years i i never would have thought that they would be asking these types of big life questions so uh i went to bed that night and when i woke up i just i knew something had to be created so that's when i went full force and created uh, thepathwetake.org. So years ago, I created that. I interviewed a whole bunch of people. I had to come out to my little humble studio. But even back then, it was pretty crazy, just really messy. And um, But that's where I recorded uh, a lot of teachers, uh, a lot of everyday people that you think that are everyday, but they got these amazing, incredible stories. And... Um, so fast forward again, COVID happens, right? Many years later and all the things that I was doing, not knowing, uh, SEL, social emotional learning. I joined the committee because I was like, you know, I think this could be very useful. And um, lo and behold, it, it's exactly kind of what I've been training for uh, all, the, all these years. So, you know, it's... Um, it was a bit of an eye-opener and every single thing that I had worked on I've now put into this this ensemble of a site, a future app. It's, it's accessible now um, but presently it's called Mellow and it's M-L-L-O dot app. Uh, it's not all complete but there's a lot up there. Uh, so all the interviews, all of the uh, the big life questions and what have you, in the coming weeks, in the coming months, uh, you know, timing isn't perfect with me being able to take time out and add to it. And, you know, I've had the summer off and I owe my wife because she allows me to do all this stuff, <laughs> you know, or for the rest of the year, I, I basically am going to disappear as I come up and I work on, you know, for the rest of the evening, 
um, adding and, and progressing and getting input now from my uh, colleagues. Like I have uh, Alima, uh, Dave and Dan uh, that are joining me on, on this. And um, yeah, so that is basically the foundation of where all this come to a head. And little did I know you know, everyone had had a like a strategic uh, place on board all of this, but little did I know how beautifully perfect each of you would slot in to this kind of the creation <laughs> of what a it is. Nice thing to say. Well, it is because think about it. We've got someone that helps out in uh, not only what you you just moved to discipline now right, within school, correct? But you also work with uh, the local gels. Yeah, in fact, I just came from there uh, about fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, so just um, absolutely incredible. Seen some stuff down there, sure. Yeah, yeah so I think I'll probably reference some of the things I've seen, and uh, I don't know, it just. Uh, Super excited to be here right now. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. is 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 exciting. It, for me, it's it is strongly tinged with all of this technical stuff that we'll get down, um, and just writing down all those uh, those presets, and then also Dave, who's also like a major driving force bit behind like a lot of the look. We we should do this. We can't go in this this direction, and we could do that. Type A. Please tell me if I'm overstepping my bounds. I'm like, no, dude. Like, Come on, <laughs> bring it, bring it. Uh, um, so you know, and uh, Dave, why don't you uh, introduce yourself as well? Just yeah. So um, I, I've been teaching now. This will be my 18th year teaching, and I just love it. And I, I teach English at the high school level, uh, juniors mainly, uh, honors. I've taught some AP classes as well. Um, but I just really love teaching. I, I have a master's in ed leadership as well. So I have my principal cert and a supervisor cert. And when I started to venture into that territory about 11 years ago, uh, 2010s, when I had my, my certifications, I, I tried it for a little bit. And then I was like, I really love teaching. I wanted to go back to that. I actually took a pay cut to come to the school <laughs> to, wow. in, in order to go often. back to teaching. No. And, and I just, I just love it. The interaction with the kids and, you know, just, you know, getting to know I'm like really excited about next week too. So I, I really enjoy the discussions about education and helping people and just, you know, anything to help the youth, especially get through these difficult times, especially now with technology, with COVID, all the different things. And SEL is just perfect for that. Yeah. Just, just to tap into teaching the person, not just the student side of things. Yeah. And then I'm minding my own business and I reach out to Alima and then it was only later that I realized she has all this other stuff going on that's directly related to kind of exactly what we're doing. So you're out there helping people anyway in the world. Yeah. So tell us what you, uh, what you do these days. So the crazy thing is that we were all in the English department yeah. at one point <laughs> yeah. together. So we got to share that time together. Mm -hmm. Um, I was an English teacher from 2007 until 2000, uh, 2016. Um, I actually went back for curriculum instruction and then pursued uh, school counseling, which was always something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, even though, like you said, in the classroom, you end up doing some of those things, teaching English one, especially creative writing. I had the opportunity to ask those questions and have those uh, conversations with the kids. So yeah. I saw a lot of that in the classroom as well. Um, but now I also do clinical work as a licensed associate counselor. So. Um, definitely into helping our kids however we can and just making sure that they're okay and if they're not giving them the resources to be okay 
I got a feeling I'm going to be sneaking in some uh, subliminal like questions that I'm going to get answered. <laughs> but at the end of this year, I'm going to be sorted mentally. <laughs> so uh, yeah, brilliant. It's um, look, uh, I'm kind of sidetracked a little bit as I'm looking because I'm hearing stuff and I want to fix it and and what have you. But at least we don't have the same issue as last week, so uh, that that's a good thing. Um, the app that's being created uh, at first it was uh, first it was um, uh, the path we take and I thought everything was going to be branded the path we take and there was a podcast and blah 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 mm -hmm. and you know fast forward again uh, uh, some years all the names are taken right so <laughs> you're running through all the the names and the possibilities of what something could be could be called and uh, I stumble on, and I thought, well, m you know, you, you want someone to be more m mellow, to be more calm, to be more uh, soothed and uh, and what have you. So I looked at the various spell and this I pretty much exhausted a lot of the others as well. Also understanding at the same time, at the end of the day, you could you could call it twig, you know, mm -hmm. or you could call it, you know, you could call it anything and it would just be known as that some of the business names these days just don't make sense uh, <laughs> so it's just letting go of that stuff uh, none of that matters but one of the things that is important is that i wanted to make sure that the kids found it uh, enjoyable to pass around the path we take i just thought eh. That sounds like an old person's app. Have you tried the old, you know, <laughs> the path we take? <laughs> you know, I thought that would be uh, not a good thing. So, um, but Mellow, dude, you tried Mellow? <laughs> um, I, I'm the, sure the that we're going to... The we take is, it, it sounds like a, a soap opera from the 70s. Yeah. Like, next on... The path we take. Oh, that great voice. <laughs> <laughs> great voice. <laughs> music. Cue music. I, I just think the mellow thing is so much better. Yeah. Well, look, um, I, I, in one of the meetings, I was talking about something like that, this that I was working on, and someone said, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of these apps out there. And I'm like, no, there's not. So, so the feedback I got was that there's apps with meditations we have meditations asmr uh basically your favorite soothing sounds that you like to listen to uh to put you to sleep or to relax you uh some some calm down so you can listen to someone literally calm you down from uh from from anger or whatever anxiety whatever it might be but what the other apps don't have is the countless hours of the hundreds of hours of video interviews with people that have literally gone through everything and to hear how they went through it how they got to the other side and you see them now as functioning adults and that they're happy and you know one of the one of the individuals said if if I'd have followed through when I was 18 years old on that one thing that I was going to do, I wouldn't now be enjoying my husband, my children, the life that I have now. Um, I'm glad I hung in there. So there, there's just some really powerful uh, lessons and uh, hearing that other people kind of made it through their, their traumas 
and uh, it's very possible and uh, you're very able to kind of get the resources you need to to get through these traumas and come out the other side um the equity that this app gives you because you're able to choose the resources that you need and you're most comfortable with a lot of the issues are a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking to people mm. so just to be able to go to this anonymous thing right uh find some of the stories that relate to you or just calm yourself you you're giving yourself the equity to bring yourself up to uh to a level that you feel that maybe everyone else is but the reality is as we know we're all going through the same stuff on the inside anyway you just don't see it because you know a lot of us are very good at uh at uh covering that up especially me i'm very good Anyway, over to Dan and Dave and the Lima now. <laughs> you know what one of the good things is about having everything in one place is that not every person wants to meditate, right? Sure. Some people find value in hearing the stories of others, and especially if it's not coming from someone that's close to you. You know, uh, mm -hmm. when I talk to a lot of my kids at school, they're like, yeah, my mom told me I shouldn't do this or I should do this. They don't want to hear that. So hearing it from someone else is often something that I think would be really useful for anyone who's interested in Mellow. Especially when it's real. And the, the mm -hmm. thing is now, students people in general are just not exposed to real things reality tv is not real <laughs> the people that they see on social media that's not all real like they're just seeing the best versions and then they might yeah. think of themselves as lesser than sure and then when they're listening to people talk about real issues real you know things that they've had to overcome it connects to the reality of what they're experiencing and then finding comfort in that to say you know i'm not the only one you know this is how other people have gone through it doesn't mean it's going to be easy for me, but I do feel some comfort in that it's been done before. And I know that it's real as opposed to, oh, that's just a movie or because, again, mm -hmm. it's very easy to just start thinking about, well, I went through uh, I'm going my parents are getting divorced. And then you just look around, oh, this TV show is about divorce or you know this. Ha it doesn't mean it's going to be easier and you don't really know what to look at. So I, I just feel like the authenticity of it is a huge benefit. To, for people to go to and actually believe what they're seeing as opposed to trying to correct it somehow mentally. What I also find very exciting about this entire project is uh, I really get the uh, um, feeling that it's it's dynamic. It, we're going to change, you know, as we go, we're going to develop. It's not going to be static. It's not going to be just, okay, here's a list of things you can look at. Good luck. And right. We're done. And we're just, uh, you know, just deal with that. Uh, I definitely get the impression uh, from Andrew and you guys that uh, it's something that will will grow. Mm -hmm. And the thing about um, SEL is that it's not something new, right? So we're starting to hear that phrase and the acronym a little bit more, right. but it's something that's always existed. So now it's just like coming to fruition and how we can implement it and, and what that means and what that looks like yeah. and even what the basis of it is. And I think that that's something that, you know, still needs to be kind of addressed right because sel as the acronym and you know social and emotional which is the name of the podcast and also the at the heart of mellow is something that has been viewed as life skills it's been viewed as when people say i, I teach life like these are all things that you know people need to understand that it's like as, as lima said it's not new mm -hmm. but it needs to be kind of refocused yeah especially now 
because as we talked about, the data is showing that people are, are being more depressed and they're, they're more anxious than ever and, and times are tough and technology and, and all these new things that, you know, we didn't necessarily grow up with at our fingertips that is really interfering with individual ability to identify who they are, understand who they are, navigate the world, make those bonds, friendships, overcome obstacles, because right now I feel like so many people, the second someone asks a question, you just look it up. Like mm -hmm. the go-to is to look it up. How do you look something up when it deals with your own emotion? Yeah. Like you're angry. How do you deal with someone Where who cut me start? off? Right? Yeah. Like what do you, then you go down to videos of people running people <laughs> off the road and you're like, is that what I'm supposed to But, but there's no yeah. real answer to that question that will really help you. And I feel more, and I, and I talk about with this with my students every year, how much time do you spend on your phone? You know, how much of a distraction is it? You know, how much technology you're using every day? And, and it's just, it's such a big part of their lives that doesn't seem to be changing. And everyone, you know, the students have laptops now, plus their, plus their uh, phones and all this. The communication is there, but are the relationships there? Are the bonds there? Are they the awareness? Do they feel better about themselves as a result of it? And the parents of these children, do they know how to navigate children with that? Here, take the tablet, be quiet, you know, mm -hmm. or, or yeah, go on your phone. You know, when I was younger, it was there was one computer in the house. And it was in a communal area. Mm -hmm. it, we didn't have it in our room to be. That when was, I was that a kid, was there was one TV in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the whole landscape mm. has changed so massively. And not for the worse and not for the better. I think it's just different. When we were younger, uh, most of us played outside with others. We got that social, social and emotional feedback. We knew that I just did something, and the direct feedback was I got punched in the face, right? right or, right. or someone started crying, and you know, either I felt bad or I didn't feel bad, and that started to show who I was as as an individual now and we had none of that technology but now we have the technology and we're getting less of that uh we're getting less of that kind of haptic life feedback as it were you know we're we're, we're not sick we're not getting those direct results mm -hmm. anymore but, but the right. feedback also is tarnished by who's providing it yeah. and what their motive is for providing it so if a kid or anybody right it could be any, i could post a picture today online and the feedback will be likes from the people who like me and nothing from the people who don't. You, you, you can't dislike a picture anymore, right? Right. Like, so it could be like a heart, a thumbs up. Yeah. And, and how do I know it's authentic? You know, it's not, like you said, it's not face to face. They could just be like, let me just like theirs because they like mine. And, mm -hmm. and what? It, there there's so many different so things. So much of that that goes on right? sometimes. Think about just in your head, like all of the different things that do you, it, it does the amount of likes make it make you feel better the, the less likes make you feel worse like all of the psychology of that that has never happened before so when people say well my parents told me to do this and now i'm going to do this to my kid it, that you have to kind of throw some of that out the window because it just doesn't apply yeah it yeah. this is it's too different yeah. well As the other said. thing what we're seeing uh you know for some time now is that everything is edited you were saying you know back in the day you interacted live all the time we're live right now Right, but most stuff is edited, it's refined, and then I choose the best one, 
Right. right? Maybe I'll take 20 pictures of myself. Yep. And I'll pick the one that's... Most the, flattering. Most yep. flattering, exactly. And then you, you filter right? it. And then, yeah. But when you're going live with people, as you know, we used to do before the technology, they saw your high points and your low points. They saw when you were doing very well and presented yourself in a, uh, a very... Uh, a good way we'll say and yeah. then they saw your mistakes and they saw your shortcomings and they saw it was it was just much more real there yeah. was less editing less um less manipulation and i think you know it, we all do it we all do that, it anybody the, post that's anything a, does that's it. the perfect example of like when you had to take a picture and you wouldn't know what it looked like until you got it developed. Right. And Might then, be two weeks later. Yeah. And your eyes are shut and you sure. go, oh, your eyes were shut. Look at you. Like how often do you see people with their eyes shut in a photo anymore? I'm going to start doing like, that. I'm, I'm social media. <laughs> I take pictures of my eyes shut. Because those pictures, you still put it sure. in the album because you're like, that's ah, closest thing I got. But <laughs> you, just, you accept it. Like it's, right. it's the picture of your ear and maybe you don't put that one right. in there, but like inside of your pocket, whatever you got. But you know, you get the, whatever it was, 24 pictures mm -hmm. and, and, and that's what it is. What, 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 was it more genuine? But that's what I'm saying. Saying, it, it, that that's the authenticity of it. You took the picture, whatever that moment was. You, you're not going to take the whole role for just that one picture. Right. No, wouldn't that right? be great no. if, if we could actually go back and, um, or if we could make it so that phones only took 24 pictures in a week. Choose wisely. <laughs> you know, like what mm -hmm. pictures would be would we be taking? Fascinating. Yeah. My one year old son would take pictures of the floor all day. <laughs> yeah. Artist. Yeah, I probably would as well. Oh, look at the grain in that. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, think about the pressure that some of these young people are on. Uh, you know, at this point, that's the only world they've ever known. That right. uh, you don't take impromptu pictures. You take a picture of yourself and maybe a dozen more, and then you. Again, choose wisely. Yeah. Uh, find something that's you know appealing to everyone, or don't post it at all. Maybe you don't come up with anything, and you see your friends are posting great pictures, and they look great, and they're you know they've got big smiles, and they're, they're all having a good time all the time. Um, you know, I got to believe that some young people have never seen anyone on social media not having a great time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? But also the the yeah. inherent fear that some of them have about posting anything. Mm -hmm. especially today mm -hmm. where it could become a volatile mo moment for them and they can have criticisms and they can get canceled and all these like we didn't have to worry we're talking to people and you get the immediate feedback oh don't say that but you didn't have to worry about it becoming a bigger thing than just that right, moment right. you say something hey don't say that all right sorry my fault and then it's over it's not oh did you hear what they said and now it's viral and it's just it's it's chaos now so the the fear of all of that kind of gets in the way of them getting to understand themselves. And mm -hmm. this is all the kind of stuff that we need to be aware of as, as teachers, as parents, as adults, as teenagers, kids, everybody kind of has to have a better awareness of how to navigate this world. And I think SEL is not something that should be kind of, you know, uh, just you shouldn't just recoil in fear of the unknown or think you're doing something wrong. It's just having a better awareness to say, I want to be a better person and I want my child to be a better person. I want my kid to be a better person, yeah. more um, capable, a better citizen, mm -hmm. have more empathy, all the different things you want. It's not a bad thing. And as Alima was saying, it's not about, you know, just meditation or, or ASMR. It's not, it's not just that. There's a lot of teaching the student to be better prepared for life 
to make better relationships, to make better decisions. That, that's what this is about. That like, really is. Go through to like one of the biggest ones, and you just said it. So like, just start there. Like self awareness being like one of the biggest concepts of like SEL. So like, think about our kids. Like, what do they value? Do they even know what it is that they like? Do they know the mm -hmm. things that they appreciate, or are they looking at the things on social media that right. other people like, that other people appreciate? So I and, should as well, you know. And yeah. even in counseling, when I'm talking to them and they're they're juniors talking about what they want to do, they're like, oh, my parents want me to go to school, and right. so many of my construction kids are like but i really just want to be a plumber mm -hmm. like but my family's telling me that i have to go to mm -hmm. school and it's like they know what they want but they're still afraid to mm -hmm. to talk to their families about that and giving them that yeah. self-aware knowing that it's valuable yeah. and i think that that's something that's missing right yeah it's yeah. a great point this the self-awareness as that key cog is something that just as teachers you know, that's not really a subject matter, right? That's not like an English question mm -hmm. or a math question or a science question, but it's a human question. But that's so, also a great in for the teachers, such as English teachers or a graphic design teacher like myself to say, all right, let's let's analyze what are some of your passions right. in life mm -hmm. and let them put the dots together. Let them connect the dots, put two and two together. And uh, maybe they need some help in math as well, but we can help with that, can't we? <laughs> but yeah, so ev eventually, if we just do that, we're not we're not telling them what to think. We're we're just showing them. Actually, they stumble they stumble upon how to think for themselves. I think uh, in a very purposeful way when you ask the right questions. The passion is I I love that part of it because as you know with projects we kind of are allowed to be a little bit more flexible and and give more opportunity and differentiate to a certain extent and I was just thinking about how I had a student who was an ice ice skater and I didn't know that you know that's not really something that would come up organically typically in an English class you know um, but I gave an opportunity to do a project where they had to come up with some kind of artistic. Uh, depiction of the characters from the year and she's like can i do an, an interpretive ice dance of the characters and i said absolutely that's awesome and she used different songs for the different characters and she mm -hmm. did different moves and then she explained to the class and everybody was like in like they were like that was awesome like it was like an eight minute video and she just had the biggest grin on her face because it was a kid that wasn't involved in any school mm -hmm. uh you know clubs or sports so you kind of would think, oh, she's just kind of like coming and going. But she had this other passion that was not really shared by a lot of other students. But when they saw her doing it, they were like, she just opened up. Like that was probably her best day of the year, just being able to show that. And she wanted to show that. She wasn't the loudest kid in class. But when it came, can I present? I want to show this. And it was just an opportunity. That's all it was. So all we're kind of saying is parents, teachers, other students, like look for opportunities to get to know people on that level, ask the right questions in between classes, after class, even during class, just to kind of walk by while people are working and just say, hey, what, what's going on? What did you do this weekend? You know, what, what are you into? Whether it's video and, and don't downplay things like it's not that important. If they're passionate about it, they have to, that, there's no better way to make a bond with somebody than to kind of connect to that. Yeah. And then if you show any sure. type of interest to say, when are you going to be there? Or, or, you know, I've gone to students that have done like acting things or I've had, um, boys have done like tap dancing and I would like, yo, when is that? I'll, I'll go to it. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, that's all. Like, it's coming up this week. I didn't, I didn't think anybody would want to go. Like, and it turns into something that they're like now proud of as opposed to being maybe a little bit shy or embarrassed about. Yeah, because, uh, you know, people, including people at the table right here, they, they love talking about what they know about, you know, and, uh, 
You're right. I think that we we owe it to them to kind of seek out like what is it that you're into, uh, what is it that uh, drives you. You talk about passion a lot, Andrew, and uh, everybody's passionate about something. Right? Maybe not what I'm passionate about or what I'm interested in, but I think it's also a, uh, what, what you're talking about is also showing um, interest uh, for for some students that unfortunately some of them probably don't have too many people in their lives that are showing interest, mm -hmm. you know, genuine interest in what drives them. At a certain age, I think that's definitely the case. You almost assume, like, I, when they're a child, they're very loud and boisterous about whatever mm -hmm. they're into. My son's super into monster trucks, so and he's just <laughs> running around with a big monster truck. He can't he help you know it. Just know. Yeah. yeah, he'll name them all, he'll do all these things, but dad, watch this. And then as you get older, that kind of, maybe they get a little bit more shy or, or you know, um, reclusive but they're still passionate about something it might mm -hmm. not be the same thing as they once were you can sure. you know their the room might still have you know baseball stuff decorating it but it doesn't mean they were still into baseball mm -hmm. so you just gotta you know ask the right questions and just kind of see where they go and they want you to ask i was speaking to a, a sophomore that i'm working with and not at our school but she's like you know i run track and i love it and she does it every season i'm like oh like does does your mom ever get to come to anything or does she she's, she doesn't even ask me about it and it kind of hurts my feelings you know mm -hmm. so like even if they want to do their own thing despite their age like they still want someone to be interested and mm -hmm. but again that was on her part having that self-awareness and knowing that that was something important for her to have her family involved yep. in that you know well on top of that i you know this with my own kid is that uh Sometimes when you get that interest from your family, uh, you think it's a, an obligatory interest from them. Well, my mom's got to say that because, you know, she's my mom. Mm -hmm. But when you get that interest from somebody like a teacher or a guidance counselor or somebody who's just a professional in, a you know, your school uh, that suddenly shows some interest in what you are into, it can even seem even more genuine. Right. It, it just... It, it just, I, I kind of look, use this a lot. Like just, if you don't have to go out of your way mm -hmm. to do, just look for the opportunities. That's all it is. Just if there's an opportunity to get to know somebody better, to ask them a question as you're walking by somebody in the hallway, or if you get a chance to go to a sporting event or, or some type of activity or some kind of club activity, you know, an art program, they'll just be like, oh my God, there's this, they'll just get mm -hmm. excited about you being there. I've or been guilty of not, <laughs> I've been guilty of not. And a, a, a few times over the years, it's, and it, it's always, I've always kind of met it like, oh, but I've, I'm just, it's been a hard, long day. You know, it's been tough mm -hmm. getting to where I've got to over the years as a teacher. And I love my students. And sometimes I've, you know, you, you, it's a tough job, peeps. I mean, some days you were, uh, at some point during the last year, someone always pushes me to close to an edge. And I'm like, and I say, look, I just want you guys to do well in life. I'm not here to be your friend. I'll say that sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. And I've not thought enough over the years. And I have said, I have also said at the same time, but sometimes when you say that to a student, that's it. You're right. kind of done. And uh, but I've also said as well that uh, look, I I'd like to be, but at the end of the day, I'm here to. And it's just usually trying to put that that one student, <clears throat> excuse me, in their place. But I often forget that everyone else is listening. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and they go, oh, I thought. 
we were better than that, <laughs> yeah. you know? Right. And I've right. had some, some students that if everything went south tomorrow and all else failed, I'd adopt in a heartbeat. You know, mm -hmm. I always get those students and my heart always kind of bleeds a little bit for some of the students that are just going through and like, oh, you know, we don't have kids. We got, we got space, you know, you're, you're, my head always goes there. <laughs> and if only they know they, the, the little thing they'd have to do is like the little that our cats do, you know, in the morning, mm. you know, I, all my cats hate me until it's time to, to, uh, to feed. And then, uh, dad, we love you. We love you. Dad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's, it's always, uh, so it is this weird dichotomy that I find that I have to kind of, Nope. Reassert. All right. This needs to get done. Mm -hmm. You're getting a bit too soft, Jones, <laughs> you know, and uh, kind of lay the law down a little bit. But <clears throat> as well, in saying that, you often realize that there are students that you can't go too far along of like to be too strict because they're going to take it yeah. too much to nice. heart. Mm -hmm. And um it's a it's a tough situation for yeah. a teacher to read a room and read all the variables in a room. Oof. I can I can say this to this person, but if like you said, if this person over here hears that same thing come out of my mouth, they may yeah. take it differently. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. you, you know, uh, I'm asking a lot of questions about this person's interests, but yeah. he hasn't asked about mine. You know, right. so you gotta you just gotta be aware of that. It's not it's not an easy spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah, but if you give if you give opportunity, like we we had the opportunity this year to have the um the after school what was that called? When we had the like the the meetings after school. Oh PLT PLT PL PLT, PLT. That was a whole different <laughs> We're right. not supposed to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PLT, personal yeah. learning time. Uh, so you would just, I would just basically tell my students, I'm going to be available from this time to yeah. this time, mm -hmm. and you can come in and we can go over whatever you want to go over. And I found that you would get like the same people, and they would just almost just want to like hang out. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. They just want to talk about stuff, yeah. and they make fun of me or whatever. And I would make fun of them. it. Was just like yeah. it was just banter yeah. some of the time, but you could tell. They just like that, and mm -hmm. even though I didn't see some of them, I, one one of them I didn't see personally all year, and then I saw her last weekend at the SATs, and I just went up and I gave her a big hug. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I, I haven't even met you. I had yeah. you for a whole mm -hmm. year, yeah, yeah. and you used to rip on me. She used to always put the thumbs down <laughs> for every. She just put the, after yeah. the message. Yeah. I would be saying something, she's like, and I would just see a giant thumbs down. <laughs> so, like, so then when she would talk, I'd do the thumbs down. But it was just it was just like that's the kind of fun interaction as a teacher that like you enjoy during the day. Uh, and as a parent, you enjoy that kind of banter with your kids a little bit and playing around. And, and you know, that's the kind of stuff that can make their day so much brighter mm -hmm. than just what did you learn? Yeah, you can learn. But if you, you have to be able to sprinkle in some of the humanity. Which is what SEL is. It's reminding. It's a, it's a reminder constantly to you, as a person, that these are other people. Yeah. And it's just it's you know whether it's twenty people in the room, it's not teacher students. It's just twenty people in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's not I'm always the the superior and I'm I'm the sage on the stage, but it's we are all learning. I'm learning each day from you. You know I don't know what different things are going on in your lives, but I want to know yeah. so I can be better for you. 
And then I'm going to tell you things that will hopefully help you as well. And you help each other. So it's, it's, you have to look at things in that kind of, that kind of light. And I think that that'll make people better. That's the whole objective of SEL. It's about individually becoming better and then collectively becoming better as a community, as a family, as a school, you know, mm-hmm. the whole culture of things. Well, I, I get the impression that SEL is a resource, uh, the resources that we use to keep things more positive. And uh, I, I don't know whether students learn more if they're feeling positive, but I strongly suspect that they learn less when they're feeling negative right. about a situation. When they're cringing about just showing up in a class or six period is always the part of the day that whatever, if we can make it a little bit more comfortable for them, a little bit more positive, I think we should. And and, uh, some of the things that you're talking about, you guys have talked about tonight, um, I think lends itself to creating that positive atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think, Again, with the technology, it's also an amazing time because when we were young, we although we were able to learn and we were a lot more one-on-one, we didn't have anywhere necessarily to turn to secretly. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have anyone that we could say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. You know, would it be possible if you could spend a moment and just talk to me? Mm-hmm. No, that was probably someone's biggest fear opening up like that. But now to have a website or an app that we can introduce to schools mm-hmm. to say, you know, look, it, it doesn't really matter what you're what you're dealing. It matters, but it doesn't really matter what you're dealing with. You're going to find something relatable in here to let you know that you're not alone. And again, that you can climb above, rise, rise above and uh get to grips with this so uh yeah, you leave you, you leave know. the you leave better than you came in yeah is the objective and i think that's should be the objective every time anyway right mm-hmm. you know you go somewhere leave it better than you than you found it kind of thing and and i think that's really the whole purpose but again and when you don't have the people and you don't necessarily have the resources and the soundboards to be able to listen to what you're you're going through and again we're if you go back a generation it was always get over it Right. That was always the, the oh, model. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. we're still seeing now adults having major anxiety, depressive episodes, mm. like having a lot of issues yeah. because they're coming off of the being a product of that. And you can say, well, my parents raised me this way and look at me. Well, yeah, look at you. Are you OK? Uh, you know, are you being are you the best person you can be? Are you st- super stressed out about money and all these different things? Because right now the the kids that you know high school kids on down they're aware of some of the bigger issues much younger than we were because they can find it Mm -hmm. so even from a financial perspective high school kids are hypersensitive to money Mm -hmm. and i just remember in high school i did not care i I had a few bucks and i would go to the movies and i never cared about how much i could save i was just i was spending whatever i was and, it, and I'll, I'll make it later, I'll, I'll get the loan, I'll pay it back, whatever. But they're so worried about that, it like runs their lives and it, and it dictates the career they're gonna pick and it dictates what they're spending their time on. You know, I have to get a part-time job, this is the most important thing. And seniors who are prioritizing around working at, at you know, um, an ice cream shop over preparing for AP tests because they're making money doing the, the that, but they're not thinking about how passing the AP test is going to save them thousands and thousands of dollars and time in college. But 
they're 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 not thinking and that's again not aware right and they're not being taught that so whose job is it to teach that is it the parent? Is it the teacher? Is it the counselor? Is it? I the... think it's everyone. Right. I was going to say it's all it right. on it takes right. a village. The thing is, and and when it comes to the money thing, again, like a lot of people, their situations are different, and some of those kids who are, you know, working at the ice cream shop, it may also be to help their families, but majority of the time, it is just to go buy a pair of Jordans or just right. to yeah. have mm-hmm. money on the side, you know. Um, but I I think that it is it's everyone's responsibility, and I think that. When they come to school, it's like we may look at them and like, you should know this already or you should be able to understand this Mm -hmm. already. But like the self-awareness isn't there. Like think about now with the kids coming back from isolation and not really being around. They don't know themselves Mm -hmm. outside of being in their homes for this extended amount of time with their families where maybe Mm -hmm. they didn't even feel like themselves. And even like the self-management and being able to like manage their own stress that you were talking about just before. Like they're not sure how to navigate anything or what avenues to take. So it's using Mellow, it's going to their teacher now, Mm -hmm. like now that they're back Mm -hmm. in school in person and finding their school counselor. And it's like, we have to make sure that we're promoting that. Yeah, and just educating the the teachers as much as I know that, you know, throughout the year I get so stressed. I think there's, look, even though I go through the same amount of stress as some of the students is just, that I am emotionally, I am socially much more aware and aware of myself to know how to best to cope with those uh, anxieties, those stresses that rise that we all go through. Some of us a lot more than others. And um, yeah, it's uh, to have something like this. But I think there's going to be a level of just drawing in the teachers just to say, look, if you're having a tough t- tough time with your students, uh, g- give them five minutes. Let, let them listen to their favorite sounds. Let them watch a, a, a short video within the app. Whatever it might be to just kind of help recenter and uh, cool the situation down, calm them down. Uh, it's all still in development as well. There's so much more coming, too much to get into. This is just like uh, a little bit of a, a gloss over of some of the things that, that are that are coming, but also what's behind it all and the individuals that are behind it all as well. So um, look, this is, this is big, big stuff. So, um, you know, if you go in there regularly, you're gonna see a, a lot of progression a lot of development and uh you know there's a lot of areas that you can request things so if you have a very specific sound that you love to listen to maybe it's uh spreading butter on toast which is actually one of my old students (laughs) she said mr jones spreading butter on toast so i have the time of my life recording all of that stuff Uh, i've bought uh, some gongs and chimes and you know all these cool bits and pieces but that's just silly stuff but it's it's the stuff for a lot of people it helps them to relax and just kind of you know sometimes for me I sleep at night uh, almost every night actually but it is you're welcome put that on a t-shirt in America um, but sometimes when I when I sleep at night, I listen to what's called brown noise. Nope. No. <laughs> no. No, not what you're thinking. Um, but it's uh, that could be all sorts of wrong, couldn't it? Yeah. 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 Could help anyway. You make that sound. If you do. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I won't say what I was going to say. I just remember this is public and Careful. live. <laughs> um, but it, that, that constant lower swooshing sound is almost... Uh, I almost said reminiscent of being in the womb, not that I can remember that far back. <laughs> what womb? The living womb. No. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just something that I listen to. And the more I've done that over the years, it actually, as soon as I hear that noise, I go to sleep pretty quick now. So you can, you can actually... Uh, almost set like a little preset within your mind so that as soon as you hear that noise if you do these things on a regular basis if you're trying to get to sleep you'll go to sleep longer uh there's there's all sorts of reasons why i do that um one of them is because lately when i'm in silence without headphones you know that noise when you, you, you you're pumping up a bicycle pump you're I was gonna say that mm. does not look like a bicycle pump. <laughs> that does not look like a bicycle pump. No, no. Oh, <laughs> you got like a rifle. Oh, right, sorry. There you go. There you go. That's better. So I'm doing this, and that's actually the one I got downstairs. It's uh, double-handed. See, I said that. Anyway, so um, this is but gonna I, be very awkward, isn't I know, it? But I have a confession. Mm. I I use a noise machine because when mm. my Leo was born. He was in our room in the mm -hmm. bassinet with the noise machine, and then we moved him out really early. I was like, I think I need a noise machine. Still like the noise yeah. machine. So yeah, sure. myself and my husband, we use a noise yeah. machine at night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Within the last three to four months, uh, two to three months, I've been hearing when it gets real, real quiet, just a in my, in my ear. And I, I've had, I've done some research, you know, I'm a guy, mm -hmm. doctors and that, <laughs> um, <laughs> although I'm not a bachelor, which would be even worse, but, um, yeah. So, uh, I wear this little head thing and it just blocks out the noise. So I, I go, I'm there all night lying in bed, you know, listening to this squeaky valve or whatever mm -hmm. it is, but it's just uh, something in my, I don't know. I'll get it checked up. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but again, it all it all ties back to it. it we're just here, and, and the app will be there so that you can feel better, yeah, and and try to process things better. There'll be a section about identity. There's going to be a section about identifying what issues you might be dealing with. Identity so, is a huge one, right? Yeah. Just I remember growing up, even as a as a as a sixteen year old, and just issues growing up nothing you know nothing to that i really want to get into but just stuff we go through as a kid uh and you just like where do i fit in sure. you know and, and what does it mean when this happens or what does it mean when that mm -hmm. happens uh and yeah to have something that i could go in and get some general understanding that Oh, you know what? It's actually quite normal for a fifteen-year-old to be wondering this, that, and the other. Right. It's quite normal for, you know. So just to have or, some or to sort know that it's not guidance, right? Exactly, and, and that's that's the important part. Like is that squeaky say, valve, right? Because if you keep if <laughs> if you keep uh, feeling something, right, like anxiety, I feel like that's one of those areas where everyone just thinks, "Oh, I have anxiety. You're fine, whatever," and you just keep kind of going through the motions with that anxiety mm -hmm. and it gets to a point 10 years 15 years of doing the same thing you could realize wow i, that, I should not have been dealing with this and not developing any coping mechanisms right, because then you start you. because exactly. again the, the connecting part to the sel is 
how to, you know, uh, be a better person and to be self-aware. And if you're not aware that it's affecting you negatively and you think it's everybody else, I'm fine. That's the decision-making aspect, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So like mm -hmm. decision-making and even how like in the class, think about when you have that one kid in the class who maybe have a temper, right? They can't regulate their temper because they haven't worked through that. And it's like being able to assist them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I had a student once who came in and she had she sat right in the front and it, as all the students were coming in I could see she was very upset and and she just did poorly on a quiz or a test or something and she was just like she was like just her body language her eyes or the whole thing was just you could just tell so I walked over to her as everyone was kind of getting settled I said what's the matter she said oh, I did terrible on this test I'm so frustrated I just I just want to scream I said go ahead and she's like, I'm not going to scream. Whoa. So I just said, all right, everybody. This kind of goes back to your original point, Andrew, about this, the teachable moments. I said, all right, everybody on three. We're all going to yell as loud as we can. And they're like, okay. So I said, one, two, three. And everyone shouted. I shouted too. And she shouted. And then she just looked with a smile on her face. And she's like, thanks. And, and, okay with and, it, and it was that quick. She just kind of was like, it's not that big a deal. Like she got... It was just, again, looking for the opportunities that present themselves to us and not just saying full steam ahead, open your books to whatever. If it takes an extra minute out of the class, it's well worth it for that kid and to make that bond between you and that kid. And I guarantee, and that student, I had, a, after that, I had a great relationship. Oh, these kids and, are going to be so much more invested in your class. Right. Mm -hmm. Just because you took a second to just do something for them. And again, it's the first minute of class. Everyone's still kind of trickling in and getting their book, books out and whatever. You imagine this one student is walking in and everyone screams out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just like what happened. But it just, and again, the opportunities present themselves. It's just as a parent, as, as, a, as an adult, as a kid, whatever it is, kind of be somewhat flexible to navigate and, and be aware of what that moment can do for somebody to have the empathy, which is a big part well, of SEL as well. What I think is interesting, as you were telling that story, I was envisioning your class and I was envisioning the individual, but what I like about your story too is that um, there were probably positive residual effects even with the other students. Because yeah. so much about teaching has to do with building trust, a relationship. You know, you're going to be spending 180 days with someone, okay? And you want to build a, a, a relationship of mutual respect. And I think what you did showed not just that individual student, but the rest of the class. You know, Richie, Richie cares. Yeah, you know, it he, was definitely one of those, like, you know, each class has their own kind of personality. Yeah. That class's personality like went up a couple ticks that day because they like all had this moment together that just was again an organic moment that presented itself that wasn't a part of the lesson plan or anything else. So that's why these things can happen no matter what subject you teach. You know, as a parent, they can happen at any point with your kids. Mm -hmm. You just gotta look for the opportunity to, you know, driving in the car turn the radio off ask a couple questions right it, there's so many different ways to make it work they uh years ago there was a, an experiment and i don't know how many years ago but uh, this is the type of stuff i want to I have uh on file as well just so i can kind of pull it up but there was an experiment and uh, uh a person was having issues with something and someone just went out of their way and helped them 
and it was measured and the, the feel good and the the, the uh, was it dopamine oxytocin the, the, those two are the the good the positive serotonin serotonin, serotonin. Yeah. uh the, the feel good hormones anyway they were measured mm -hmm. and they found the not only the person that did good for an individual their hormones increased but also the person the the good was done for their hormones increased but they also found that everyone else that witnessed yes, yeah. those mm -hmm. two mm -hmm. oh well, there's me and i'm telling that story and everyone knew about it <laughs> but i show that i do that yeah. every year well, with, i didn't uh, know about it i do that with <laughs> transcendentalism oh, every year i talk about that, that. that. the others <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they it. felt good too <laughs> but they're uh, yeah so everyone's hormones went you know so what uh, that's you know that's that mm -hmm. scenario yeah. played out at its best randomly do you know that there's a very large percentage of your, like your feel-good hormone in your gut so like also eating healthy also influences mm -hmm. it did you know that that's like yeah. a random yeah. fact S sleep sleep and uh, and <laughs> uh, sleep and diet no that's just lots of the feel-good hormones <laughs> mm -hmm. that's what it trust is. me there's lots of i got lots too but so, so it makes you gain weight the feel-good hormones i mean maybe <laughs> I don't yeah. know, more <laughs> <the negatives. laughs> all right that's it i'm i'm going to be miserable but um, yeah, I, I, I love all that stuff and just uh, the scientific aspects of it. And that's where, again, uh, a lot of this kind of comes in. I, I don't want to put anything on the site that's just woo-woo or has no reason. Uh, so, you know, it's um, just looking at what works, what does work. Uh, and, and I think, again, beyond that is just educating the teachers and, and just bringing them on board to help them make their mm -hmm. lives a little bit easier right? at times as well. That's all it is, yeah. And it, it, it's not something that people should be afraid of. It's not that people should look at it and say, you know. It's extra. Yeah, yeah, it's extra, yeah, right? Yeah. A lot of teachers will <laughs> yeah. look at it that way and say, I don't need another thing to do here. And, and some parents might look at it as just being too soft. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't, then that's not what it is either. Like, mm -hmm. We want productive, good people in this world. That's what yeah. we want. Yeah. And I certainly want that for my kids. And I drill that all the time about just please and thank yous. And like, I'll, I'll give my kids a snack. And if they don't say thank you, I take it back. And I'm like, we'll try it again in a couple <laughs> minutes. And I'll walk back and I'll say thank you. All these it's kids. It's just, it's just the basics. That's all it is. And, and everybody can do that. It's not a matter of your profession or it's nothing. It's just, the basic things in life that have seemed to be forgotten to, to a certain degree over the years. Yeah, look, I mean, all, all these students uh, are going to be, become the society. They already are part of the society, but the older they become, they're going to beco become more and more responsible and uh, a greater part of society. So that's really what this is all about, is about creating, as corny as it sounds, better tomorrows for everyone. Right. Um, and if we're all kind of uh, socially and emotionally more balanced and more able and we can all read each other and be more of aware of the things that we're saying and how it affects other people, um, you know, uh, there would be a lot less anguish in the world. And uh, But those are topics for another day because look at that, 59 minutes Ooh. and 8 seconds. Perfect. But wait. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for Dave to say, I'm not done. Oh, <laughs> I could add more. Plenty to say. But I think it go I just do want to say something going Same. back to Alima's point um, earlier that we it's everybody together in this makes it better. Yeah. It's mm. not everybody looking at a situation and saying, Well, that's the job of the parents, or yeah. that they're supposed to be getting that at school, or they'll figure it out on their own. 
it's not assuming anything, but just everybody saying, look, you may have heard this somewhere, but I'm going to tell you again. And at home, they might tell you it again. And hopefully everybody's on the same page and and not just passing the buck. Yeah. Because that, that's where, you know, it, it could start with, with Mellow. It could start with, with SEL. But hopefully just opening up the lines of communication to where everybody can feel like they can address things a little bit better and, and be pers- supported right and don't forget right and a lot of things that are going to come out you got to still go and we were all he had to stopped and we keep going See, that's but, your fault now but, I was say, no was no I was but to okay i'll no, stop we'll but the thing is to remember like <laughs> teachers are going to think this is not if they come to me with something that i can't handle what to do and that's when you send them to your school counselor i just want to throw that in there right mm-hmm. because we have plenty of people in the building who are there and mm-hmm. willing to help and if you don't feel comfortable it doesn't mean don't ask the big questions still ask the big questions and know that you have support yeah right that's it. yeah there you go that's sure yeah that's a good point Alima. we'll end on that okay yeah <laughs> beautiful well look i mean i i know the uh we've got some video stuff to sort out but week by week i'm not going to become a ro- broken record um well i'll i'll get that fixed but uh yeah thanks everyone great time great thank job. you social emotional and next week mellow.app <laughs> and next week we're gonna have we'll be in school for a couple of days before we have this so right? that's gonna be a bit of an interesting to, to uh did you see what so-and-so did oh i know <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the gossip episode no <laughs> i can't i want my job right. a lot of viewers that week. let's go say what a tease <laughs> next week the gossip episode